in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Coptic month, Ba'una, usually we celebrate in it the feast of the Pentecost, which is the descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciples after 50 days from the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why all the readings of this month, Sunday readings, are about the Holy Spirit and our relationship with the Holy Spirit. There are four Sundays. In the first Sunday, if you remember, how we are filled with the Holy Spirit through prayers. And the Lord said, if your son asks you for bread, you will not give him a stone. If your son asks you for egg, you will not give him scorpion. If your son asks you for fish, you will not give him a serpent. So he said, if you being evil, know how to give to good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father will give what? Will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the only way is prayer. You need to ask God to fill your heart with the Holy Spirit. Then the second Sunday, through the miracle of the healing of the paralytic man, the church spoke to us about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts is healing. There are many gifts, administration, leadership, helping others, speaking in tongues, healing, miracles. So the church gives us this miracle as a symbol of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Understanding two important principles here. That the gifts are tools God gave to me to help others. As St. Peter said, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That's first principle. Second principle, gifts will not get us to heaven. Many people received gifts and they will not go to heaven. For example, the Lord in Matthew chapter 7 said, many will say to me, in your name we cast out demons. In your name we performed miracles. In your name we moved the mountains. But the Lord told them, depart from me, I do not know you. So, when you hear somebody is making miracles or casting out demons, this doesn't mean necessarily that he is a godly person. Maybe God gave him the gift just to help others. And by the way, all of us received gifts, whether we are godly or ungodly, all of us received gifts from God to help one another with it. Last week, the third week, the gospel was about sins against the Holy Spirit. He who blasphemes when the Lord healed the man who was demon-possessed and blind and mute, and the people said he cast the demon with Baal Zabub, the head of the demons. Although the Lord Jesus Christ cast the demon by the Holy Spirit. That's why he said if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, 
this will be not forgiven. This is the unforgivable sin. And the sins, again, is the Holy Spirit resisting the Holy Spirit, grieving the Holy Spirit, quenching the Holy Spirit, then blaspheme again in the Holy Spirit. Resist when I don't listen to the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will be grieved, then he will be quenched, and at the end, if the person never responded to the work of the Holy Spirit in his heart until he dies, that is a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday, the fourth Sunday, which is today, the Church is speaking to us about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul mentions them in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And I said gifts of the Holy Spirit, like miracles, like signs, will not get you to heaven. But what will get you to heaven is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's why in First Corinthians chapter 13, St. Paul made a wonderful comparison between the gift and the fruit. He said, if I have all faith to move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I speak with the tongues of the heavenly and earthly, but I don't have love, I am nothing. So he's saying, if I have all these gifts, but I don't have the fruit, and the fruit is the fruit of love, then I am nothing. So we need actually to examine ourselves. Are we bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit or not? If we are not bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, then the tree is bad. The tree is dying. A living tree will bear fruit, but a dying tree will not bear fruit. So am I filled with the Holy Spirit or not? And today the Lord, in the Sermon of the Mountain, He addressed some fruits. The first fruit that He addressed is love. But the Lord said, any person, whether he is Christian or not, believer or not, godly or not, any person will love those who love him. Any person. But what distinguishes us as the children of God who bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit is to love those who hate us, is to love those who persecute us. As he said, love your enemies. I know it is a very difficult command, but as St. Paul said, I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. These commandments, you cannot apply it and keep it by your own power and ability, but only by the grace of the Holy Spirit. That's why it is called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, then I can love my enemies. And love here is not about emotions. But love here is about a decision you make to love your enemies and to do the works of love toward them. As St. Paul said, if your enemy is hungry, give him food. If your enemy is thirsty, give him drink. That is the love that the Bible speaks about. 
it's not about emotions, it's not about feeling, but it's about the charitable deeds. It's about the works of love. As the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, when he saw the Jewish man have dead and have alive, and there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans, but he forgot about the enmity. Now he is seeing a dying person, regardless of who he is, and he did all the works of love toward him. Love also in praying for those who hurt us. Believe me, if you take this as an exercise, any person who hurts you, who bothers you, who speaks negatively about you, who slander you, who gossip about you, who bite you, try, try to pray for this person by name and try to pray for this person for sometimes 40 days to months more and you will see the effect of the prayers maybe the prayers will not change the person but you will have peace in your heart toward this person you will not feel angry or disappointed but actually you feel compassion about this person because he is blind in slandering others and in spreading false accusation about others, you will feel compassion for this person and you will pray for his repentance and returning to God. Also, in helping others, don't help those who will help you back when you need them. Because again, any person can help any person who will help him back. But the idea here is to help those whom cannot help you back when you need them. That's again love. We show love to those who cannot repay us back. Why this is the Christian love? Because Christian love is a sacrificial love. It is giving without any expectation of return. It is limitless and it is unconditional. You don't put condition for the agape love, for the sacrificial love. While we are sinners, God died on the cross and he offered his love to everyone. Only those who receive his love will benefit from it. Those who reject his love will, will lose this blessing. But on the cross, he offered his love to every single person in the world. Any person in the world can receive this love, can receive this forgiveness, can receive this reconciliation. But only those who will accept the Lord Jesus Christ will enjoy it. But others, unfortunately, will not enjoy it. And there are several points about love in the Sermon on the Mountain, but I will skip them. The second fruit that he spoke about is peace. Peace. How to live peacefully with one another. To the extent that God told us, if somebody slap you, 
on your right cheek, turn the other cheek. If somebody take your garment, give him your cloak also. Many times we hear people saying, this is unfair. Where is justice? Let me ask a question. Is it fair and just if somebody slaps me on my right cheek to turn the other cheek? Is it fair and justice if somebody takes my garment so I let him also take my cloak? So the Lord Jesus Christ is teaching us here not about fairness and justice, but he allowed us to receive injustice and to receive unfairness if this at the end will lead to what? To live peaceable peaceably with one another. Many times we fight with our brethren, with our partners, because we focus on what is fair, what is right, what is just. But the Lord told us, you can accept what is unfair, and you can accept what is unjust for the sake of peace. Think about the Lord Jesus Christ. When they scourged him, when they slapped him on his face. Was it fair? Was it just? Definitely not. But he accepted this in order to reconcile with us. St. Paul, in his letter to the Hebrews, he told them how they accepted to lose their money joyfully. He told them, for you had compassion on me and my chains when he was in prison and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring position for yourselves in heaven. Joyfully accepting the plundering of your goods, knowing that even if I lost some money here, but I have good treasure in heaven. The church and Christ for the sake of peace, to live peacefully, it's okay to suffer injustice. Unfortunately, many couples in marriage, many fights are about money and about finances. And is it fair? It is just? What about living peacefully with one another? This is more important. You are going to fight and fight and fight and destroy your family and destroy your house and destroy your children. For what? For what? And we die, we leave all this money. But consider that you have a good treasure in heaven if you live peacefully with one another. Another fruit the Lord spoke about it, is mercy. Mercy. All of us, we ask for mercy. See how many times we say Kerialison, which means, Lord have mercy. This is the most frequent prayer we pray. It. I don't think there is any other prayer we repeat it more than, Lord have mercy. Because without His mercy, we cannot live one second. We say, according to your mercy, O Lord, and not according to our sins. 
But the Lord told us, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It is useless to say Kerealison hundreds of times while we have hardened hearts and without showing mercy to others. When we show mercy to others, then we will receive mercy from God. But if we cannot show mercy to others, how God will be merciful to us? We can show mercy when we forgive others. We can show mercy when we endure others. We can show mercy when we don't hold grudges against each other. We can show mercy when we have compassion over others. We can show mercy when we don't judge others. We can show mercy when people are in trouble with us and they beg us for forgiveness, beg us for patience. We should be patient with them. How many times when we sin against God and we tell him, God, just be merciful with me, be patient with me. Give me time, I will repent. Give me time, I will return to you. If somebody comes with the same words to you, are you going to be merciful or not? And if I am not going to be merciful, how I dare to ask mercies from God while I am not merciful to others? This actually sermon on the mountain that was mentioned in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 6 is a summary to the Sermon on the Mountain that St. Matthew mentioned in chapter 5, 6 and 7. It's very powerful, full of principles. And I want you to go today and read the Gospel of today again and try to examine yourself and to see where I am from all these commandments. Am I bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Am I a true Christian? Or I'm just a Christian by name? If I don't bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life, if I don't see this high standard of virtues that Christianity is teaching us, then I am not different than any unbeliever or any ungodly person. As the Lord in this gospel repeated several times, if you love those who love you only, what credit do you have? Even the non-believers and the sinners do the same. So the question here, how to be a true Christian? And the answer to this question, when I am filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and as I said, this what will get me to heaven. Not the gifts, not the miracles. Cast out demon, move mountains. This will not get you to heaven. What will get you to heaven when we bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.